summer edition of the Nerd Watch, ladies and gentlemen. I, of course, am G Money. I am joined by the one and only Professor Barry in the house. House party! And the Gannon uh, <laughs> <laughs> is in the house as well, along with Format. Welcome, everyone, to another week here on the Nerd Watch Podcast Network. Speaking of, gentlemen... Um, of House Party? Of House Party. Nice. I uh, want to make a little announcement. Uh, for those of you that live on the island of Maui, there's some interesting news afoot. Um, we, uh, we here at the Nerd Watch will be uh, not just podcasting, but also broadcasting our show here on Maui very, very soon. We'll let you in on more of the details here. We'll be hitting your radio waves, terrestrial radio waves. I'll be back doing my, uh, my G-Money spiel, which would be great. It's 4 o'clock and, you know, doing the whole... Uh, Doing the whole traffic jam thing, which would be awesome. But no, seriously, the Nerd Watch is going to be on terrestrial radio, which is going to be a lot of fun. And all the boys are going to be with me. It's going to be great There's stuff. There's no escaping us. There is no escaping us. The Nerd <laughs> you Watch. You thought you didn't have to deal with us. The Nerd Watch just keeps growing. Gentlemen, I'm glad to be with you. I love doing this every Tuesday. Uh, format, let's start with you. How's your week been, sir? What you been up to? Uh, not much. Just writing. Uh, I've discovered Google Docs, and life is good. Life is good. <laughs> I, I do notice you are not with your black and white marble-covered uh, composition book. Yes, sir. Wow. Uh, that that must be a relief. Um, yeah, kind of. It, it's kind of like a security blanket, so I'm kind of uh, iffy not having it with me. Wow. Like, I keep checking to see if I forgot it somewhere. Ah, but, right. But, uh... Yeah, everything's on my phone. Wow. The wonders of technology. The wonders of technology. <laughs> hey, you, uh, you watch anything uh, interesting or fun this week? No, 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 not really. Just more writing, huh? Yeah, just more writing. I'm assuming you're, you're writing your book, yes? <coughs> yes, sir. Wow. How, how, where are we now? Are we uh, getting closer or are we getting uh, further away? <laughs> no, 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 no. We are getting closer. Good, there good. are solid ideas that are actually hitting the page now. Good. Yeah, so... Yeah, I can't. Who knows? Maybe Gannon, in the next decade or so. Gannon, if you've never, he shared with us his his treatment of what he's doing in his book. Uh, you should hear it. It's quite interesting, yeah. uh, very fun, and I would really like to read it. It's quite. It sounds like quite a fun book to sink your teeth into, which would be kind just of wait until the movie comes. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Next time you bring it, ah, just wait till the movie. That's fine. No problem. We'll, we'll do the commentary. For it. <laughs> yeah. Gannon. Sir, up, how, how's your week been? Uh, pretty good so far. Just been ramping up, preparing for a couple of shows my band's got going on. Yes. Uh, uh, that, just been chilling. It's okay, we can mention them here. The Minorities. Yes, sir. Man. The Minorities. Yes, yes. And you, sir, are a bass player, am I right? No, guitar. No, guitar, guitar. player. Excuse me. Excuse me, guitar player. You play, uh, can I, if I can say, I've seen you perform. You, you do, Have you do you? carry it. Yes, you do carry it rather low. That's why I assumed that it was a bass no, no, not okay, bass. Okay, not so you're, bass. you're a guitar player. All right. I'm all about that bass, but I don't. Play <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I uh, can I throw a compliment uh, your band's way? Your I really dig your drummer. Um, a, everyone does. Uh, Dak, as or as we call him, Dak Attack. Yeah. Every show we play, there's a musician there who wants to steal him from that us. That guy is he's amazing. Uh, he is really good. A complete weirdo, but he's amazing. Uh, <laughs> nice. Yes, he knows how to say that, so I'm okay saying it. Yeah, again. yeah. It's uh, I, I'm very surprised. He's uh, he really backs you guys up really well, and it's really awesome. I so. always say he's the talent in the band. <laughs> so. You don't have to laugh that hard. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. You're supposed to be like, no, man, you guys all bring <laughs> oh, something no, to it. No, man, listen, get it. But that guy. You, sir, are the talent of the minorities. Man, you didn't even know what I played that, until five minutes that? ago. <laughs> <laughs> was that better? Was that what I was supposed to say? You're the talent, sir. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> I'm the um, hustle. Yes, yeah, you're the you're the hustle behind the muscle, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, other than the band, you've been uh, you've been uh, playing hard. I take it, uh, <laughs> staying up to the wee hours of the morning. Uh, what are you trying to imply, sir? I'm not <laughs> Just you're working hard. You're a hardworking musician. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. I thought that was a reference to Arkham. No, <laughs> well, I was Did wondering. I miss no, I, you oh. didn't because I was. I was what I was deferring to was. Did you have time in your schedule for a movie or a, or B? Did you have time for some Batman this week? Well, I was playing Arkham Knight. I think I'm almost towards the end of it. Wow. I'm, not, I'm not entirely sure. Okay. Um, Getting there. Okay. I'm trying okay. not to spoil it. I, I've already spoiled who the Archimed actually is. Right. But, um, yeah, I'm trying to get there without looking online too much. Right, right, right. <laughs> so you are a, uh, you are very, very extremely close to finishing it. Lucky you. I am not even anywhere close to finishing this thing. It's ridiculous. So I'm very excited to... I'm very excited to play it and try, finally get my sink my teeth into this thing. I've played like maybe a good three hours, maybe. You played three hours and you didn't get very far. Three hours. You I don't seem like you're that dedicated. I didn't know. I know. I've been playing other it's stuff. It's not Grand Theft Auto. You don't have to rob I know. a convenience store. I do. I didn't. I didn't notice something that you did mention that it seems like I've only played three hours and it tells me like at five percent. I'm like, yeah. whoa. Yeah. Like that makes zero sense. Mm-hmm. So I was like, wow, man, that's crazy. But anyway, um, movies. Any movies this week? Uh, I'm probably gonna go see Gallows. Um, probably also Minions. Uh, like we were talking you can about do both, yeah. right? 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 I don't know what y'all do first, though. Whoa! I, I think that you should. I think you should start with the Gallows and then maybe refresh with the Minions. I was just flat out thinking about doing a double feature, just figuring oh, out which one to do first. Wow, that would be awesome. <laughs> All right, so now, so you just playing Arkham this week? No other movies in your pipeline? No, though? man, I've just been paying attention to what's coming out with Comic Con. Oh, good. How? Uh, which we'll be talking about very we'll soon, shortly. Sure. We'll be getting to. Um, by the way, how's your first? I guess week been uh, as the, as one of the guys that's uh, posted on the Nerd Watch. Is you, you enjoying it? Um, I'm having fun. Um, I didn't realize how quickly we'd all be throwing the same post out. <laughs> <laughs> we did that once or twice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be amusing for anybody who's paying attention. Yeah. I'm I'll sh- just have to dig deeper, maybe. Uh, you know, I, we're, 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 I try and keep on top of that as much as I can. So, you know, we'll, uh, we, we do fairly well. That's, so, that's what I'm there for. Yeah, format format does a good just, job uh, in monitoring delete that. Yep, delete. delete. <laughs> just, oh, there's just, another yeah, just, repeat. Delete yep. that one. Just know, <laughs> whenever you guys are del- whenever you guys are looking at stuff, please feel free to delete mine and keep yours up there. It's not a problem <laughs> with me. So, not a problem at all. Anyway, Nerdwatch is get, is growing, getting bigger every day. And one of the gentlemen that is responsible for that is also here, Professor Barry. How are you, sir? Good, good. So, Professor Barry. Yes. What has been uh, your week been like? What's your week been like? It's been a lot like format. It's just been writing a lot. Uh, i got columns this weekend looking back on Waterworld, which uh, turns 20 years old. Uh, as Ooh, a, you I mean, can't wait to read that one. Wait, wait, wait. Waterworld or Waterworld. Waterworld? Sorry, Waterworld. I thought you said Waterworld. That's oh, why I was like, like what the heck are you like talking about? What a beautiful world. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wally World. Yeah, I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah, Waterworld, <laughs> 1995. And also the John Singleton 2000 remake slash sequel to Shaft. You just did well, higher learning, and you are—are are you a fan of John Singleton? 
I was a fan of John Singleton. Was until Too Fast, Too Furious? Until uh, he did a movie with Taylor Lautner called Abduction. Oh, yeah. That's oh, what yeah. killed it. That was me. horrendous. <laughs> yeah. that was I thought a... after that, there's no there's no going back. Absolutely, no going and back. I'd love to give him the benefit of the doubt, but yeah, the last couple movies, like Four Brothers, I thought was also a letdown. I wasn't a fan of that. Did you like Four no, Brothers? No, I didn't either. I, I'm with you on that. I didn't think that was very much of a very much of a movie at all. I could have. I watched it. and I was like, I got up and kind of forgot about it. It was like, eh, no big deal. Yeah. So I'm with you on that. Um, secondly, uh, you watched the movies. I did. Um, but before we get to that, um, can I say on the air that uh, I'd like a send of congratulations from the Nerd Watch to you because you, sir, are going to be a daddy, Papa Son. Yes. Yay. Yay. Now, uh, um, <laughs> there was much rejoicing. Yes, there was very yeah, much rejoicing. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that's a, that's a new chapter in your life. Um, yeah, yeah uh, that's that could be a movie all its own. Oh, I'm sure it could. <laughs> Hopefully, a good one. Hopefully, a good movie. Uh, any sequels in the works after this one? Uh, we'll see. I mean, right. there was Three Men and a Little Lady, so you never know. <laughs> you never, never know. know. Absolutely. Well, congratulations, sir. Just Thank want to you. make sure everybody knows that. And uh, uh, yeah, just you were- remember. As the great Roddy Dangerfield always said, the best part about having kids is making them. That's, that's true. That's what he said, did he not? Absolutely right. He had a children's movie, by the way. He said that in Ladybugs. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> so, Professor Barry. Yeah. This week, you watched the movie. Um, what did you see? Oh, here it comes. Uh, here it comes. Uh, I saw, I saw a, a film that Steven Soderbergh produced. I'm trying to build it up as much as I can. Okay. Nice. And uh, uh, Jada Pinkett Smith is in it, and she gives easily her best performance. She's excellent in the film. Really? Uh, the film has a distinct lack of Matthew McConaughey, but it has more than enough Channing Tatum for a lifetime, and that would, of course, be Magic Mike XXL. Wow. So you ended up seeing that film. I did. Was there a choice? Um, well, I had already saw Terminator Genesis. My other option was uh, was nothing. So, <laughs> and I needed a review for the other periodical that I write for. So yeah, yeah it was it, it was, was for work, sir. All right, it was for work. Okay. It was for work. So here's here's the thing. We've done worse things for work. All right. So here's the thing: is that I wanted to know uh, before we have get you? to mad- well, let's, <laughs> that could be its own podcast. You're, sir. you're on record here. Podcast. By the way, we didn't get a call. We weren't invited to this screening. So <laughs> well, you trying to fly under the radar. Before we get to Magic Mike Double XL, yeah. since you weren't here for the after movie review for Terminator Genesis, yeah. um, let's talk a little bit about what your thoughts were on Terminator Genesis. Because overall, we the three of us thought, uh, out of the overall score, we gave it about a two and a half. I was the highest score at three. Okay. Uh, format was at two. And then, of course, Ganon was at two and a half. Mm-hmm. Where do you sit and what did you like and not like about uh, Terminator Genesis? Uh, you know, I, I appreciate that there's, uh, it's not a really overall negative response that you guys had because I'm, I'm kind of in, in the very same place. My biggest problem with the film is I thought the three lead performances lacked intensity. And, mm. and, and not, not even comparing them to Linda Hamilton or Michael Bean and or uh, Nick Stahl or Christian Bale, whoever you want to look at as John Connor. Um, in fact, I don't think anybody will ever be as intense as Christian Bale was as John Connor again. But anyway, I feel <laughs> like those uh, the, the leads lacked intensity to a point where it really was a detriment to the movie without even thinking about 
the actors that came before them. These three characters are the last hope that we have for humanity. There is enormous, enormous amounts of pressure on their shoulder. And I felt that the, the three leads were just so relaxed and so calm and a little too pretty and uh, evoking charisma, but really not the drive and the intensity that was needed. I, I, I just couldn't believe how relaxed everybody seemed considering the stakes were so high. And Schwarzenegger is very good, of course. He's having fun, but he's also in his comfort zone. He's not really stretching here. He's doing what he loves to do and what he enjoys doing. I'm not one of those people that is madly in love with the soft, nice Terminator. I thought it worked for one movie. Um, I really like the scary Terminator. I miss the scary Terminator. And I think this movie suffered from a lack of a good villain. First of all, the new liquid metal guy, I don't think he was even remotely as scary as Robert Patrick. Mm. And that I thought was a problem. And then once we get to who the new villain is, which I won't reveal, although maybe you guys did. Uh, No, don't worry. The trainer did that already. All right, yeah. I... (laughs) I, I, I was going to say. Yeah. The trailer did a good job of revealing everything. I don't know everything. why we're trying to not spoil something the trailer did. The trailer did. That's, that. a good, that's a good point. I mean, for it was a bold touch, no question, but I it didn't it didn't work for me. I don't find the character scary when he becomes a talking villain in a suit. I just especially considering who that character is, I right. think there were more interesting ways to spin that. For me, it just wasn't compelling. Um, I think one of the best things about these movies have always been the practical effects. Even in T3, that sequence where the fire truck is going through the town and, and Schwarzenegger where his stunt double is hanging on, it's just miles and miles of real estate is being destroyed. These, the series has always been a marvel for practical effects, and I thought there was just too much CGI in this new one. That To a point where it, just, it felt more like a Marvel film than it did a James Cameron spinoff, and that for me was a problem. Interesting. I like parts of it. There's great scenes and great moments, and I don't think it's a bad film, but honestly, if I were to rate the Terminator films, for me, it's in order of appearance. I would go, you like I would, Salvation better than no, this? No, 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 no. I'm st- yeah, I did. But I would start with 1984, and, and that would be my... Yeah, but I did like Salvation better. It's cold, it's grim, and I thought it was more exciting. Wow. And, I, and talk amazing. about intensity. I like Bale's crazy nuts intensity in that film. I thought it helped balance out the fact that Sam Worthington really wasn't in that film. I think I'm going to have to revisit that movie then, because I had no clue that you would think... That that salvation was better than uh, Genesis. Genesis. I did. Wow. I'd rather see Salvation than Genesis again. Genesis is a freaking warm-hearted, nice movie. What in the world? It ends with everybody's like holding hands and all happy, and it's all warm and fuzzy. This is a Terminator movie. I thought like like come on, this yeah, is this is get, this agree. is soft. Yeah. That's a yeah. good, no, you're How making dare they make it soft. They're, they're always very, very bleak. There's they should, as they bleak should be. nothing bleak about Genesis. There really isn't. They're all walking away, all holding hands. Even even the mid-trailer, excuse me, even the mid-end credits, uh, you know, the little little mini bit. A little I thought, they, Yeah, it feels like too much like they're trying to go with the Marvel playbook. I understand Marvel is very successful, but that's not what Terminator is. No. Right. So I, I just think tonally the film got it wrong. I thought it was miscast. Amelia Clark, I thought, did the best of the actors, no question. I thought she was very good. I thought her chemistry with Arnold was the best thing about it and it propelled the movie forward and I really feel that that they established for me at least a good character balance where I actually cared about their characters and where they were going. That was interesting. I wish they had spun it a little further though. They kept giving the veiled threat that Arnold could possibly turn. I wish they had done that. 
Because they kept without spoiling well, anything. Well, that was without it, but it, that was part of the story. But it, but the suspense needed to be there because I think Schwarzenegger has been playing the nice Terminator too long. I, I want to see it go back. The moments where we see the young '84 Schwarzenegger, I thought were so compelling because that's right. You forget how scary this character used to be, and I wanted that again. When it's a you know when this character, whether it's the liquid metal guy or '84 Schwarzenegger, and they're embodying the threat and the terror of the future, for me that's a great villain. I don't think this movie had a good villain. I really don't. Hmm, For me, there's a hole at the center that, of it. That's, you know what? That, that, you do make a good point. Although I liked the villain more than you did, but yep. you are right. The villain wasn't... I never thought about that, but ne- never did I feel that he was a supreme threat to the universe. Considering, and, and especially consider how amazing Jason Clark was, for example, in Zero Dark Thirty, how intense and scary he is in that movie. Oh, yeah. And in this film, there's, there's just no comparison. It, it feels, everybody feels a little too soft considering the roles that they're playing. Interesting. I'd never even looked at it that way. That's a good observation. I'm still sticking with three stars, though. Okay, that's okay. <laughs> You're entitled to your opinion. Um, uh, now, after listening to that, uh, where would you, uh, the future is not set for this series, obviously. Where do you put it on your scale of one to five Terminators? Oh gosh, I mean, for me, it's it's two and a half. Two and a half. It's not, it's a very well made movie. There's a lot of great scenes. It's enjoyable for what it is, but uh, I think it suffers in comparison from everything that came before it. Wow, unbelievable. That is, I, I would have thought you would have liked it more. I'm shocked. Yeah. Shocked, shocked. This is, why right. I, this is why I love having Barry. That's on the what show. I'm saying, man. Exactly right. Uh, so here's what I, I'm telling you right now. Whenever there's a bad film, what I want you to do is you have to emulate one of my favorite uh, characters from wrestling. His name is Bad News Barrett. I'm going to change the name of the of the of the of the show when you're on. And you have a bad movie review. It's going to be called Bad News Barry. So what you're going to do is, when you're on the show and there's a bad review, you're going to have to start with your best English accent and say, I'm afraid I've got some bad news. All right? So. Jesus. <laughs> What's his theme music? No, oh. not Jesus. Barry. Right, right. All the great wrestlers got theme music. What's his theme music? Do you uh, know what it is? I, I do not. I, I don't. I, I think it's called Bullhammer, isn't it, or something? But anyway, yeah. You just, I'm afraid I've got some bad news. You know, something really stupid. You know? Oh, this is going to be awesome. This good. happens. All right. See, that's what I'm saying. It'll be awesome, right? All right. So, two and a half stars for Terminator Genesis. Uh, not exactly rock solid. Um, no. But... Speaking of rock solid, um, you watched another film that starred Men of Steel. Good segue. Uh, <laughs> I try. The radio. You well know. done. Sorry. Popping my collar a little bit. Um, you watched Magic Mike Double XL. I did. And now that the, uh, the, uh, now the kids, the kids are in the shop are gone. <laughs> the building. <laughs> we had some kids walk into the shop while recording, yeah, so thank yeah, you for... Yeah, I, I didn't want to get into... I said, let's talk yeah. about Terminator. That's a little more important. Yeah, I didn't want to talk about penis pumps with little children. <laughs> You didn't even have to talk about penis pumps now, but it's fine. Let's let's totally skip over that. I'm going to cut this out. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Magic Mike, double XL, starring Chatting Tatum, um, Jada Pinkett Smith, Mm -hmm. Adam Rodriguez, Kevin Nash is in this film. Um, The gentleman, what's his name? Um, The gentleman from... Joe Joe Manginello. That's it. The guy from True Blood. Magic Mike Double XL. Not exactly nerd material, but uh, those that those of you nerds that like superhero stuff, your your girlfriend slash wife would probably like it. So let's talk a little bit about. And she was probably there in the theater. I was the only guy that I could see. And may, I tell you what, I haven't heard cheering and shrieking like that since the first Magic Mike. Wow. I mean, it was. 
It was definitely ladies' night at the Queen Commander Theater. Wow. No question. Surprising that your wife got pregnant before this movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's, no, listen, that's a good thing. This is much more about you than that movie, sir. Oh, good man. on you. Good on you. Good on me. Good on you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Magic Mike XXL, you did go with your wife. I did. Wow. Um, I mean, you know, it, it was a part of the job. I would have gone with myself. It was nice having somebody with me. It was the same thing for the Fifty Shades screening. I was there. It looks less creepy for you to be there. It is less creepy for you to be there. So yeah. what did you think of uh, Magic Mike <laughs> Double and why didn't you call Greg to go? Yeah, why didn't you tell him? Why didn't <laughs> I get a phone went. call, man? I would have reserved my seat right next to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what what works about this film is that it knows what it is, and unlike the first one, which starts off fun and then it becomes bogged down in subplots, needless subplots about drugs and suicide and moral dilemmas and how hard it is to be a stripper and that Magic Mike just wants to build furniture. He doesn't like being a male stripper. They get rid of all that angst, all that crap, and they make it an all-out comedy, and they make they even up the amount of dancing scenes, and not just stripping scenes, but dancing scenes. This is going to sound nuts, but this is honestly the highest praise I can give it. This is exactly... What a raunchy R-rated step up would look like. Shut it's the exactly, front door. Exactly what this movie is. I love step up. It is up. an R-rated raunchy step up. Can and I say that? I shouldn't have said. Of course that. you can. I shouldn't have said. And that. in that way, it works. It offers no substance in terms of character. It's a road movie. It's strippers literally on the road in a bus together going to a stripper convention. That's the plot of this. Stupid, stupid movie. But when all Those that guys stuff, look like superheroes, though. Yeah. I mean, they, it's like a superhero road trip. But a stripper convention. They don't even call it like a male entertainer. No, it's, it's called the Las Vegas Stripper Convention. That's hilarious. Ridiculous. Oh, that's awesome. But I'll tell you what. Like, the dancing sequences... And again, I'm not just talking about stripping scenes. But actual dancing sequences, they're pretty sensational. The one that opens up the movie that Channing Tatum does like this number when he's, he's, he's by himself in his workshop. You see a little bit of it in the trailer. It's like an R-rated Gene Kelly routine. Shut it's up. really charming. So what's he wearing in this scene? Since we're already walking <laughs> down the rabbit hole. Scene, the scene it, question. I wanted to say something, but no, no, no. go ahead. The scene is a throwback to Flashdance. He's welding. He's welding, <laughs> He's welding in his what? workshop. And he breaks into this dance. He's listening to the radio. It's his song that he used to strip to because, you know, he's legit now. He's not Magic Mike anymore. He's just Mike. And he hears his song and he starts busting a move. And it's like, it's a genuinely funny, self-knowing, charming scene. And there's a lot of scenes like in the movie. The funniest scene in the movie. And by the way, this is a really funny comedy. It works as a comedy. There's a great scene where all the all the male entertainers in the bus have taken, I think it's it's like an equivalent of ecstasy. So they're all high off their ass. And they want to prove that they've got what it takes to, to make a lady smile. So Joe Manganiello goes into a mini-mart, and he's got a minute to make this lady behind the counter basically smile. So he busts out into this dance uh, set to the Backstreet Boys, which is playing over the loudspeaker. It's one of the funniest scenes of the year. Okay, what Backstreet Boys song? I'm just curious. I want it that way. Wow. And oh, the Burger King song. It's nice. freaking funny. Now, to be fair, I don't think Joe Manganiello needs to do much to make a woman smile. No, he doesn't. I don't think he needs to work that hard at it. should ask his girlfriend, right? Sofia yeah. Vergara. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, so that's, that's how you know it's a movie. Yeah. He probably just have to pull his shirt up in real life. Mm. Right, right, right. <laughs> or, just, or just feign taking his pants off. Just yeah. feign it. He doesn't even have to just do it. Just start doing it. He's doing a button like, oh. So. I used to have those kind of powers. Wow. <laughs> We're talking a lot about this Joey Manny Jello guy. Yeah. 
Can Joel, we move on? Yeah, he's Joel. Technically <laughs> speaking, technically speaking, it's a bit nerd watch because he was Flash Thompson in the first Spider Man. Yes, he was. Oh. He was great in Schwarzenegger film Sabotage. He's great in that. Yes. Oh, that's right. He yeah. was in that, wasn't he? So there, there's a tenuous tie there. Uh-huh. <laughs> Thank you, Gannon, for rescuing the second. <laughs> um, Professor Barry. Yeah. Uh, so now, what? If this is what is the thin thread of story that is in there, kind of like the the, the pieces of, of underwear that these gentlemen wear. What is the thin thread that is through this movie? The point the film has to make, uh, and and again, I appreciate it because I feel like everybody involved in the first one said this movie is too dark. This movie is a drag. We know why people went to see this movie. We know what people thought this would be. And you know, the original is not a bad film, but at times it almost feels like the male equivalent of Showgirls because it takes itself too seriously and that's what makes it oh, not work. Okay. The sequel is strictly a farce. It's strictly a comedy. It's very self-knowing. It has a good sense of humor. It is raunchy as heck, but you're meant to laugh and you do. It works for what it is. As I said, uh, Jada Pinkett Smith, she's never been this commanding in a film before. She's really great. It's a great performance. Um, Annie McDowell has an extended cameo. It's actually a very amusing scene and very strange to see her in something so sleazy because Annie McDowell usually plays these, you know, innocent sort of characters. Innocent yeah, yeah. yeah and for what it's worth, it's, you know, I, I can't say that Channing Tatum gives a, a great performance, especially next to what he just did in Foxcatcher where he was amazing. But in this film, he is in his element and I'll tell you what, he is a great dancer. I think he deserves to do a dance musical where he does keep his clothes on or maybe... Maybe return for Step Up, uh, Step Up Ten, which you know is coming eventually. Right, right, right. But no, the film for what it is, it works. I can't say it's a great film, but it is better than the original. And I gotta say that, although I didn't enjoy it on the same level as all the women around me in the theater, I did enjoy the film. Wow. You didn't throw your panties at the screen or anything? Or... I did not. No, good, good no, for you. Because I wasn't wearing. Because you have standards. Yes, you have standards. Yes. So, on a scale of one to five. <laughs> All right. Where does Magic Mike double X? By the way, the double XL. I'm assuming it relates to in the film the bulges of these gentlemen. Is what I'm they guessing. never explain it. and I'm kind of grateful for that. Good. Yeah. Oh, good. I, I was. I wasn't looking for any clarification. Yeah. Um, <laughs> where? I'm sure, if it's the metric system. Can you imagine double XL meant like the waistline? <laughs> the like that's the way that he said to get the sequel. Listen, I would have been more apt to see it if it was that, if that's what I that meant. Gone. <laughs> Guaranteed. I would have been in it. I totally. Where would you put a Magic Mike double XL? How many G strings would you put on this show? Two and a half. Two and a. So, well, that's, so that's a that's a positive two and a half. Though. It's a positive two and a half. Yeah, I can't I can't pretend this movie has a great deal of substance. It's basically about two and a half. about embracing wow, it's the right fans. there with Terminator. I know, <laughs> but it's uneven in that way. Uh-huh. It's uneven. It's, here, you know, it's but that sounded like a four star review, Barry. No, 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 no. As I said, no substance. The characters are slim at best. It's a road trip movie about a bunch of strippers on the way to a stripper convention. But when the movie stops, when they all stop talking, when they get on their feet, when the dance sequences happen, it works. It really works. So let me ask you this then, your opinion. Why do you think the dismal box office for Magic Mike Double XL? It even lost to Terminator. What, what, what is your take? Why do you think that is? Well, I think people are underestimating how many women... Because, I mean, it is about getting the demographic. For example, to be really quick about this, when Superman Returns opened up against The Devil Wears Prada, the idea was that what it's going to be, you know, two movies for two different audiences. Well, 
the women flocked to see the Devil Wears Prada and Superman died. Everyone's expecting a similar thing in two weeks when Trainwreck opens up against Ant-Man. We'll see. Mm -hmm. But in this case, uh, people are underestimating how many women are going to Jurassic World because of Chris Pratt, how many women are taking their kids and their boyfriends to see Inside Out, and how many women were going to see Terminator Genesis because it did have a very well-rounded cast. It wasn't strictly a bunch of guys. So I think the audience for this movie... I think I think yeah exactly Game of Games Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones is not Thrones to be very big not to be sneezed on exactly mm-hmm. so I think it was spread up enough I think the original you know although it's well regarded by some it's not exactly a movie that was screaming out for a sequel the one thing this movie has in its favor is that double XL if that's how you say it it wasn't a very expensive movie so after about two or three weeks it'll probably make its budget back it was like a thirty million dollar movie right you're absolutely right about that once again Barry this is why we like having you on the show never thought about that. As far as uh, on the observation, and that makes perfect sense. And let me just say that you guys are very, very fortunate you did not see it in the theater because I'm glad I got out of there alive. Mm-hmm. That was quite, quite the audience. Was, I there, saw was there any extra theater seat cleaning that was involved? Whoa. Wow. Sorry. We're going that far. Sorry, sorry. Sorry. We are so I mean, off the rails today. I'm cutting that off of the show. Sorry. Sorry. I was going to pile on, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Cut that out. Um, all right. So, with that in mind, Professor Barry, Magic Mike Double XL, would you recommend people to see it? Would you recommend girlfriends or boyfriends or uh, boyfriends to take their girlfriends or their wife, or the husbands take their wives to go see this film? Would this be something that they could enjoy as a couple? I don't think it's going to be the best or the most memorable comedy I see all year, but it's one of the funniest. And if you enjoyed the first film for whatever reason and you want to see a sequel because, you know, you want to see a sequel, sure. it works. It's better than the first one. Wow. So take that as faint praise or take that as a, as a Ray review. But, I mean, I can't get too excited about a movie that really doesn't have anything on its mind other than just entertaining you. Really, this you are the audience for the strippers and you are, you know, the audience for the movie is the audience on screen, essentially. Now, my only big big question for all you guys, does this up his, does this up Channing Tatum's, um, I guess, his cred when it comes to his Gambit movie? That's what I'm wondering. I was wondering what? if they were banking on this being, no, just the, just the money level. The success oh, just box level. office. Yeah. Not, not, not his performance. Obviously, that has nothing to do with Gambit. <laughs> okay. no, I was wondering no, no. where you were going with No, the, the success of the film. I wonder if there's anything that hinges on Gambit and its its budget or him or anything with Magic Mike. Because I think it's the same. I don't know. I don't think, I, I don't think so at all. I think his box office clout in question in general because White, House, White House Down was a sure thing that flopped. Yeah, that's time. what I was thinking Fox too. Fox Catcher flopped. You know, 22 Jump Street was a hit, but I mean, he didn't even need to be in that film. And that would have right. been But on the opposite end, he's still a name. Right. If anything, his fee gets lowered. If anything. Interesting, interesting. I mean, I would look at it that way. Because yeah. Fox because put this out, right? Wasn't yeah, it Fox? I think so. Wasn't Magic it? Mike, wasn't it? So, um, Warner Brothers. It's Warner, Warner Brothers. Brothers. Okay, yeah. so so maybe it doesn't then. Maybe you're right. I'm just wondering if Channing Tatum's name is is worth anything anymore or if it's where he's at right now. That's what I'm saying because Gambit is quite a gamble for Warner or for um, for Fox to do. So I was just, that's what I was asking. That's a good curious. question. I don't feel like there's any momentum with his career right now. And I say that respectfully. I think he's doing good work. I think he's getting better as an actor. But... I don't think, I mean, I think he has, he's more of a box office short thing than Ryan Reynolds, that's for sure, but I don't feel like there's a particular franchise or anything attached to him outside of 22 Jump Street that, that people will willingly see him in no matter what. Interesting, you know? interesting, because now people will go see movies that has Chris Pratt in, obviously. Anything with him, and yeah. Right. right. So maybe the women that watched Magic Mike a few years ago have different 
flavors now. Like so Chris what Pratt. we've learned from right. this is that Chris Pratt needs to be a Magic Mike free. <laughs> Correct, sir. And that then is that will make like $5 trillion. Absolutely. And whatever Chris Pratt is in makes money. That's, 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 what it, that's exactly where we're at right now. Well, uh, thank you, sir, for braving the Magic Mike crowds. We certainly appreciate it. Um, <laughs> thank yeah, you so thanks. much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so thanks for know, taking one for the team. Take one for the team, <laughs> sir, for the team. Ah, man, that's so exciting. A scholar and a gentleman. A scho- a- absolute gentleman. <laughs> he, he, was, he, he was having a good... I was sinking into my seat whenever I hear the screams. The, I'll tell you this really quickly. The, the women behind me, it was a whole party, but they were screaming their full heads off. And at one point, this is what made me laugh the hardest all night, one girl goes, oh my God, I love this part. And she starts singing along to the lyrics. And Julia turns to me like, this movie just opened. She already <laughs> saw it? <laughs> Was your wife hooting and hollering as well? She was, but she was laughing as hard as I was. Wow, it's a funny movie. All it right, is. it's really right. funny. All right, maybe I'll preview it when I'm, you know, not in the theater. You know? Oh, when you're all by yourself, when I'm all in by private. my lonesome in private, <laughs> you know, no special there to see it. I don't know, right? <laughs> that's right. That's right. Anyway, moving on from Magic Mike to. Uh, Something that is happening anything. that oh, starts... Man. Yes, please, anything. That, a matter of fact, I believe started today, or is it tomorrow? It's Thursday, right? Isn't it Thursday? I thought is it was it Thursday. Thursday, right? Thursday. Preview, preview, night. Thursday. preview night is tomorrow. Preview yeah. night is so tomorrow. technically, it starts tomorrow. Tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen, transitioning to this new subject that we want to talk about, San Diego Comic-Con is happening. Double XL. Double <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no? Oh. oh uh, we have a show title. So that's a wow. <laughs> it does get pretty hot in that San Diego convention center. Yeah, man. Hall H. Hall H. Oh, man. It's mad. a hot bed of testosterone. <laughs> a lot of screaming and shrieking. That's right. Yeah, a lot of, absolutely. And yeah. a lot of sweaty, smelly it, it use more antiperspirant. Uh, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> San Diego Comic Con. <laughs> the one and only. Um... We we do. There are a few things we know about uh, this Comic Con. We do know that uh, Kevin San Diego, Mar- right, right, where it is every year. Um, we do know that Marvel is not attending. That's uh, Sony's not attending. Sony's not attending. Uh, they're obviously they're responsible for the Marvel uh, and Spider Man uh, franchises. They're not going to be there. So that means that um, DC is going to have to come out guns blazing. Uh, with Superman or Batman v Superman, just um, I even forget the, the name of that movie. Dawn of Justice. Dawn of Justice. Courtroom of Justice. Suicide Squad's curiously not part of their. And that's funny because, but it will be because Batman v Superman was not scheduled to be shown in any kind of way last year, and they showed that very classic one minute clip. Right, they did. So that that's big. Um, we'll talk. We'll, we'll get into. Let's get into that first because there's also some other news I wanted to get into about San Diego Comic Con. What are we expecting to see from uh, a, a Batman v Superman and two Suicide Squad? What what are we going to have a big reveal or something? Are we talking about the the movies themselves or just the panel? The panels. Do you think? Well, do you think we're going to get anything big? from Here's the panel? my prediction. I think they're going to not lean too heavily on Suicide Squad. They're probably. I'm willing to bet that they're going to show the entire Justice League. Maybe not in costume, but. All the actors lined up for Justice League as they did with Avengers before that came out. Okay, that'd be that for me. I would think that'd be a definite. Okay. Um, so everybody's there on the panel then. That, that's what I'm assuming. Okay, because there's no hard 
confirmation of who's playing Green Lantern yet. Right. In either direction, whether it's Tyrese Gibson or uh, Chris Pine. Um, Chris Pine, I can handle. Tyrese, I can't. I'm willing to bet they're going to show off the the roster of this league as far as the actors are concerned. I'd be willing to say that. Um, Footage, for sure. But I hope something a little bit more significant than the trailer. Hmm. I don't even consider the trailer a trailer. I consider that like a teaser. It was a teaser. I, I'm not ashamed to admit it was, a, it was a bit lukewarm. But on the opposite end, so was the first Star Wars trailer for Episode Seven. That one left me a little lukewarm, too. It's that second trailer that made me cry like a baby. That's true. <laughs> yeah. When you saw Captain Phasma. Yes, that's very true. Okay, so so we think that that's, that's going to be the big reveal that we're going to see the full cast. That's what I think. <laughs> for that's sure. In, that's interesting. Now, do you think that Suicide Squad is going to be in that same panel? Or do you think they're going to have their own... It's not announced. I imagine they probably would do a tease like they did last year for Batman vs. Superman. Right. Probably just a little minute thing. Probably with just Harley Quinn in it. I don't know if they want to throw out the whole bag out with Joker, though. At least not yet. Yeah. Like, to hear Jared Leto speaking as Joker, I I think they might want to hold back on that one. And if they're smart, they should. Yeah. I think you're right about that. That's a hard... Because he's already not exactly winning hearts over the No, he's not. He's, it's a hard that. sell. It's a very hard sell. But then it's again... It's an interesting way to do it, and I'm willing to see where they take it, but it, it's it's strange. It's edgy, but that's very David Ayer anyway. You yeah. Know, he's, he's, he's very much like that, the grit and the grime of the filmmaking and things of that nature. So um, I'm, very, I'm, I'm willing to bet that Zack <laughs> Snyder is going to probably be announcing something. I'm guessing. I'm guessing. I'm, that's what I'm guessing. I'm get, according to most reports, there's going to be uh, Batman in the movie is going to have they're going to he's going to be using kryptonite against Superman and like and I'm like okay well I don't know if he's going to be revealing something along those lines. I or hope if that's like, not what the whole fight's about. Yeah, because if, if he's just using kryptonite, then they might as well call that movie Ganon versus Superman because yeah. I could fight him with kryptonite <laughs> too. Good point. Like, good point. You don't have to be Batman to fight Superman with Kryptonite. <laughs> that is a good point. I yeah. never. I, I, you're That's absolutely a, right about yeah. that. Magic Mike versus Superman. There you go. There you go. That's what I'm talking Short about. Short round. Well, you know I see Superman. that one. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, so uh, Suicide Squad, that, that doesn't seem like much, though. I mean, when you think about the, the, the all encompassing San Diego Comic Con. And this is supposed to be the big reveal. It doesn't seem as as massive or as exciting as I would think. Well, it's also thrown in the middle of the Warner Brothers panel. So I can't remember what other movies are in the panel, honestly, now that we're talking about it. But I know Batman vs. Superman is one of the bigger ones in there. Um, I, like I said, I imagine, if I, if I had to wager, some, some, some new footage, Justice League cast lineup. Maybe a small tease Suicide Squad, and that's as far as because they've already announced most of their movies through 2020 anyway. Yeah, they did. Yes, yeah, they so, did. So I mean, what is what's left to really announce? I mean, unless this is where they decide to say out loud that the solo Batman movie will be in fact directed by Ben Affleck, like people seem to be rumoring. Which, which was such a huge rumor right now. Yeah, I'm not too sure. I believe that's going to be true though, because that movie would be so physically demanding for him to direct and perform in. I mean, That's a good put, point. To put that suit on every day takes what three to six hours on an any given day. Yeah, can I? You can, need to be available as a director on a set. You can't just be offset for six hours. Okay, let me ask you guys this because that's pretty ballsy for him if he's if he's going to do that. Ben Affleck, do you think it's because they want to put a Batman movie in contention for an Oscar? Interesting idea. Hmm. That's what I'm thinking because Ben. Listen, I, Ben as an actor is okay. I like Ben much better as a director. 
I think he's a. I think he is a phenomenal director. I love the town. I liked Argo. I really like those movies. Do you think that we're gonna? He they're putting his name on it because he would be considered for a best picture nod for a superhero movie. That's that's something interesting. I think that's what they got their eyes on because the guy that's writing with everything right now is, is Chris Terrio, right? Who, who wrote Argo. So right. they obviously have an eye towards it. They definitely seem to want their movies a little bit more respected than Marvel in terms of it being more poppy. You know, Marvel goes through a more poppy kind of edge for their films. Right. They don't seem to want to get too heavy with themes. Right. Morality plays. Right. Um, just judging off the DC movies that Christopher Nolan did plus Man of Steel, they really want to get into the anxiety of the characters, it feels like. Right, right. Which well, doesn't feel right Man of Steel, but I like that they tried it. Right. And that's interesting because now this whole thing about how Batman and Bruce Wayne, there is some, there's actually something to the destruction of what happened in the mm-hmm. Man of Steel, and they're kind of, con- they're trying to at least connect the movies now, or connect Man of Steel and make it part of that universe. So it's, I don't know, I'm very, I'm very interested to see what the panel is going to be like. I hope, I hope we get something, a, a good reveal at, at least. For me, it would have been nice if Marvel still did this year, regardless, just to see how exactly one would be the better draw than the next. Like, the the true way to see which way the competitors are going is that they both go to the same year and then see which one's the bigger deal by the end of it. Head to head? When you're when you're the only guy doing any announcements at Comic-Con, it's like, well, of course everybody's only talking about your stuff. You're the only one that had stuff going on this year. True, good point. But good point. Mar- what does Marvel have to show? Mm-hmm. Nothing. Nothing. That no. would be hilarious if Marvel did show up to do a panel and the entire panel was like cardboard cutouts. <laughs> <laughs> And we're done. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, um, Warner Brothers not only has DC, <laughs> and not only DC Comics, not just Batman v Superman and the Suicide Squad, they also have another big budget film directed by Duncan Jones. Uh, they took a very big chance on this video game movie, and I think it's the biggest budgeted video game movie ever, I think. It would have to be. Um there is inklings of that we will finally see a trailer for the World of Warcraft movie called Warcraft. Um, I think Barry and I talked a little bit about this last year when it was San Diego Comic Con. Remember those? They had the trailer and they were showing the hammer and the horde versus the alliance. Remember that whole thing? Mm-hmm. So, um, anybody anybody excited about Warcraft? I mean, other than those that play the game. Uh, are you excited about Warcraft? What's the what's the deal? I love the filmmaker. So, I mean, I want to see what he brings to it. Video game movies are interesting. I, I, I just think they've got to have a vision that's beyond replicating the, the game, obviously. I think the strongest video game movies are about the lore and the world and the mood and the feel as opposed to just replicating, the first, for example, the first-person footage that be, has become the staple of video game movies. I want to see... I don't know. Like, I feel like they're still in their infancy. It's kind of like comic book movies around the time of Creepshow. It's like I feel like there are some good ones, but they're mostly bad. I feel like we're, we're not at that point yet where we have like a Christopher Nolan-level game movie, you know? Sure. And that, that makes, makes a lot of sense because I, I still don't think a lot of people know how to translate yeah. um, that genre into... Because when you're part of something and you're pushing, you're pushing the story forward... Um, there's a big, and maybe that's why comic movies, or excuse me, game movies don't uh, aren't big, is because when you're part of the action, you don't know how to replace that as far as being in the movie. Yeah, and there's a, there's a matter of just of bringing character to you know to these individuals. I mean, you know, I I think 
Angelina Jolie was a wonderful choice for Laura Croft. I don't think the movie really gave her much of a character to play as opposed to an action figure to play. You know, right. I, there needs to be a Bruce Wayne-like death and dynamic to that character. Or there could be, and there should be. Uh, other than just her looking good and you know shooting things in slow motion, I think there could be a real movie there. Um, I'm reminded of like when Creepshow came out, how that was, you know, that's one of the most interesting early examples of the comic book movie because there's all sorts of shots in Creepshow where Romero is, you know, clearly, obviously replicating a comic book panel. You know, he's clearly like, mm-hmm. doing everything he can to make the, the, the angles and the picture to like, like you're looking at the frame from a comic book. And that's really great and it was really inventive. But it was also kind of like the ceiling of, okay, where do we go from there? Right. In terms, you know, and, and over the years, we've had these movies that are really complex. They've really gone beyond the source. And then you have people that have gone the opposite way, Robert Rodriguez, doing movies that are, again, replicating exact panels of comic books. But there's, there's something dynamic about that. We haven't got that from movies yet. With all due respect to fans of the cult film, which is Super Mario Brothers, these movies really aren't that interesting. You know, the, you know, the Resident Evil movies. Um, first one was good. I liked the first one. Okay. Uh, Doom was awful. Uh, but Doom did the same thing that you're talking about. The ceiling was just the first person shooter thing. Right. And, and that was it. Yeah, and that's as, that's as far as they reach. Right. Uh, and, you know, even the Silent Hill film, I think, interesting, but, but there, there needs to be something more than just replicating imagery. There's got to be story. There's got to be immediacy beyond... I mean, that's the other problem, too. It's like, in most of these films, I'd like, I'm, I'm going, I'd rather play the game. It'd be more fun to play the game right now than to watch this movie. We haven't... We've gotten past the whole thing, like, well, I'd rather watch this movie or read the comic book but we're not at the game level yet where we're going, okay, I, I want to I watch the Christopher Nolan version of Super Mario Brothers. We're just not there yet. If there is ever a Christopher Nolan version of Mario Brothers, I'm in line. Oh, yeah. That's for sure. How amazing would that be? <laughs> that would be amazing. Now, uh, now Foreman, yes, you, you being the, the biggest, not just fan, but also the most knowledgeable guy when it comes to Warcraft. Mm-hmm. I've played as I, I do play, and I got into a little bit of the lore. You, sir, are a big, big, uh, big fan and uh, all knowing about this. Where do you think? Uh, what do you think of Warcraft? Do you think this? I'm is- excited for it. Are you really? Um, uh, you know, sure. It might be a bit biased because uh, I'm a big fan of the production company behind it, as well as. Uh, the lore involved in the mm-hmm. game. Absolutely. Um, the story is very rich, um, and it goes back like, like there's a full history involved. Yeah. Like everything that's in the game now, only happened because of generations ago. Right. So there, there is a lot of story and history involved in the, uh, in the game. I'm hopeful that that will translate well into the movie. Because that because. The Warcraft world is gigantic. It's, yeah, it's it, huge. It's huge. So my question is, guys, like casual, casual guys, or, or guys that aren't gamers, or guys say like they've never played WoW ever. Uh, Ganon, were you ever into WoW at all? Never played it. Okay, so then let's 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 use Ganon as an example. Do you think that this is something that he could jump into and invest his emotions into? The the story, well, the original story that they're going with for the movie is very easy to to jump on board with. So I don't I don't think it's going to be difficult for people to just pick up right and get into. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not the same as jumping into the game where you're going to have to learn a whole bunch of stuff that happened before, you know, you're gotcha. in the current uh, you know, state of the game. Correct. Um the the storyline that's involved now uh, well, what they're using for the movie um, is the very, very beginning. 
So That's you're going to see the, the actual origin of the game in the movie. So that's good. That that it, it should be a good point to uh, to build off from, mm-hmm. as far as the uh, the series is concerned. You know whether or not they make sequels. You know that that's all up in the air. But as far as uh, jumping on point, yeah, I think I it's think we're in a good point. This. Yeah. Hmm. Gannon, are you interested in being a non-player or being a non-fan or being someone... In, I mean, you're interested in film, obviously. We'll see what happens after I see the movie. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really don't need more vices, but... <laughs> see, but that's my question. If we're going to do a panel for Warcraft at San Diego Comic-Con, right? And knowing that... Knowing, thing, knowing what's already public, knowing the dwindling numbers that play WoW, even those... But to be honest, if I'm fair to WoW what World of Warcraft is, is that those dwindling numbers are better than most uh, brand new MMOs. Yeah, you gotta you gotta keep in mind that the dwindling numbers that yeah. you're referring to yeah. is are like double digit millions. Right, right, right. So because, like eighteen mil I think was right. the last Yeah, they said they said that it had fluctuated it was <laughs> a few months ago it was at seven million. Now it's back up to like eleven million and then uh, there's this fluctuation that's happening. I'm just wondering if there is enough if there's enough momentum for us to get excited at Comic Con about this, because this is where you push this this big, huge production, and from the pictures we've seen and things of that nature, it looks amazing. Mm-hmm. It looks amazing. Even the ogres look amazing. Well, that's what I was going to say. Whatever their panel is, there, there's going to be a wellspring to show. Whether it's a trailer or not, there's going to be conceptual designs, probably props itself. Going to have actors there. It's going to be a wellspring of stuff to talk about. It's, it's probably going to be very close. Well, I mean, again, having very limited knowledge of the game, it's probably going to be the same thing that they had with Lord of the Rings. There's just going to be a lot to show people. And I'm that, and it's a fair you bring that up because my, that was my question too. Was is is this their attempt at another possible franchise like? Lord of the Rings, because if you would have, could you make that assumption I, that it falls I, I into the same so. category? Yeah. Well, even better than that, they could take with something that's very close to that Lord of the Rings territory and do that shared universe thing that all these studios love to do. You could do spinoff after spinoff, sequel after sequel in any direction. That's a good. Point. And again, this is with very limited knowledge of World of Warcraft, but I'm aware that you can go in almost any direction with that storyline and do almost anything. That yeah, no, you're absolutely correct about that. So, so they're looking at this as not just one potential franchise, but probably several. Interesting. It could, if it works, it could be what Disney has at Star Wars and Marvel, right? If it works, that's fair. Good, good point. Speaking of Star Wars, <laughs> I heard. Did you know there's a new one coming so up? Serious? <laughs> All of a sudden? No, I, I thought you were about to catch fire. Marvel, Marvel will not be there. But from all, for, from what I understand, um, Star Wars Lucasfilm will be there. Um, I wouldn't get excited about it. Do you think there is anything worth, worth you know, is there any meat on the bones of Star Wars at this point? Do you think we should just leave it the heck alone until it yes. comes out? Star Wars does not need any hype. At all. Nope. They could never show a trailer this entire year and that movie would still be enormous. Disney could never sink a dime into marketing. <laughs> they, honestly, they could do this and be like, all right, it's coming out this weekend, go. So you get right. you, you get the original graphic and all you hear is that John Williams score swell in the background. It could seriously just be a newspaper ad that week. You wow. Know what I mean? Especially with internet savvy people the way they are now. Yeah, definitely. Wow. You don't need to market that movie. So what, and they're not, really. There's not going to be yeah. new footage shown. I don't think any actors are going to be there. It seems like since Disney's taken over Marvel and, and uh, Lucasfilm, that they tend to hedge all their bets in their D23. 
that, that, that convention right. they do. They team. They seem to be doing more of their heavier announcements there than Comic Con. Well, it seems, and that you know, that's it's interesting you mentioned that because D twenty three they want to make a big deal. Yeah, that is their that that's is their convention. That's their convention. So it only makes sense that your big announcements would come at that convention. Mm-hmm. So it almost seems like Comic Con. You know, not to say that it's not needed, but it almost seems as if its its use is becoming lessened because of all the big properties we have. I, I imagine myself if, if I'm the if I'm the chairman of Disney, right? The last place I'm gonna want to sink a lot of money into marketing that movie is at the one place that everybody that's going would go anyway. <laughs> right. True. So exactly. why 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 invest a lot of you know fanfare over a movie that you don't really have to market to people? That's, That's the last place you would actually have to market that movie, <laughs> right? Well, you know, speak, uh, speaking of those, speaking of Star Wars, but we're gonna also get we're gonna also getting some TV shows that are gonna be previewed as well. We're gonna get like Heroes Reborn, which I'm very, I'm not, I'm not exactly excited about. <laughs> Who is though? I, mean, I, don't, I don't know anybody that's really excited about. Yeah, it. I was a really big fan of it's the original. Great. What the first series. the first season was first great. Season was great. Awesome. Yeah, exactly. great I was on for the two for the first two. Yeah, and then I, you know, things like that. I, I wonder if we're gonna see Daredevil. Um, somebody, the, the the guys who are making the Daredevil season two said you could basically call this Daredevil versus Punisher. Um, yeah, I, I know they just cast uh, Electro. I, I forget who the actress El- is. Elodie Young. She was uh, Jinx in Jedi Retaliation. Oh, was she? Yeah. Interesting. Which is odd because she's Asian and Electra's not Asian. No, she's yeah, not. She's very not Asian. Uh, Electra, <laughs> she's very Cuban. She's very Greek. Actually. Oh, Greek. That's right. Not Cuban. She's Greek. Who was I thinking of? Um, who's that Cuban superhero that I'm thinking of? She is Greek, isn't she? <laughs> I don't know where you're Hey, going Alika, do you know any Cuban superheroes? Yeah, any Cuban superheroes? <laughs> Since we're on the subject of comics and the one, the for the namesake of the of the show Comic Con, Alika, you got a second? Any any exciting art? Any exciting books coming out uh, at Comic Con? You heard about anybody going to be at Comic Con as far as artists go? I actually haven't been paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> I can't go. I <laughs> I know there's a lot of exclusives for the Ninja Turtles, of course, and you know right. I always am jealous of those. So, do you, do you think that that, that was that was going to be my next question to you guys? Was is that Terminator, Terminator Two? Excuse me, uh, Turtle Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Will they be pushing the comics more now, or are they going to be just pushing the movie out there? Because the, the Turtles have has a, has had a renaissance in the comics, right? Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah, they're definitely pushing the comics. I mean, it's it's actually the toys they're pushing. Right really? now, at, at Comic Con, that's when they have the really good turtle exclusives, and that's kind of like a like a um, you know a shout to their passes. The turtles started at the cons; they mm-hmm. they got their started in 1986. New York Comic Con was their first, uh, you know, right. or East, 1984. I'm sorry, Eastman and Laird. Yeah, 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 exactly. Wow, and they're always like strong supporters of cons and you know and and supporting artists and stuff like that. So we're gonna see a lot more of the show. Of the show, then, is pretty much what you're. Saying. I mean, not the show, but we're gonna see a lot more of the comics pushed and the toys pushed and things of that. Yeah, the, the, like the toys are what I'm most excited about for San Diego. But they showed us most of them already, like the Mondo release that was like was a very cool looking yeah. sketch. And if you you should post that because I'd like to see that. I didn't see that. It's not that before. aesthetically pleasing, but if you love the Ninja Turtles, it's like oh, it's the first yeah. Ninja Turtle. So. Wow, okay. So so look out for turtles at the Comic-Con this year. Yeah, tons of turtles. All right, tons of turtles. But no, uh, no, uh, no, and, and I wonder if they're going to have an announcement of Preacher. 
I wonder if pre- AMC is going to be bringing Preacher to... I haven't seen anything about yeah, it. Yeah, I haven't heard anything either. But they, they, they should be pretty hectic. But I haven't been looking for it, so, you know. Yeah, well, I, I, I'm I'm very excited. I, I always like the Preacher comics. No, so yeah, I'm, yeah. Very, I'm, I'm, I'm very a fan as well. I'm very interested to see if they're, if AMC is bringing Preacher with bringing it along with them. And then I would just, you know, see if there's any, any new comic properties, as it were, out there right now. So, yeah, the San Diego Comic-Con looks like it's going to be... It's 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 furthest away from what it was intended to be was uh, was was to highlight the artists and to highlight the art of comics. It's gotten much bigger than that, and I'm e- even though that is the case, I think that most people would say that you know we are in the renaissance of or the rebirth of comics in it's cinema. Still comic book related content. It is definitely comic book related content. Professor Barry, you're our movie guy. Uh, anything you think is going to be uh, showing up here at uh, Comic-Con that we should be aware of? I always love the stuff that sneaks in. One of my favorite, favorite trailers to any film that emerged from Comic-Con over the last 10 years was that initial teaser test reel for Tron 2. That beautiful, gorgeous reel yeah. that came out of nowhere and mm-hmm. shocked everybody. Because there was no announcement, there was no build-up to it. And, oh my God, they're thinking about doing Tron 2, and they did. Um, so that kind of stuff excites me the stuff that comes out of complete left field we have not seen a full trailer for Spectre yet I think this would be a really smart place to release it that would be huge interesting Um, if 20th Century Fox is smart and they need to be because this although I think the movie will do fine based on name value it needs it needs some momentum Um, if they have anything uh, even a cast member to show for Independence Day Resurgence this would be a smart place to release that Um, with TV I think TV uh, has a potential for all this exciting stuff. Like, like if they have any footage to show from the X Files, uh, my favorite show, Hannibal, uh, just got canceled. Yes, it so did. So if they have a, a going away panel, that would be really smart, and I think a lot of good could come out of that. Um, this is all out of left field. Cause I, I have a feeling that they won't be showing it, but it would be really cool if, for example, they could show anything from Twin Peaks, since that's going to get a huge unveiling next year. Um, yeah, there's there's some big ones. Is David Lynch back on board? He is. Yeah, he is. It's right? happening right now. Okay, he's yeah. back on board because he was off for a while. Now he's back. And he's back. Okay. Yeah, this shoot. Yeah, that making... show wasn't going to happen without him. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah, they're doing it the way it's meant to be done. And and Kyle MacLachlan has said and they added amazing. episodes too. I remember. Yeah, yeah, it was so great. It was supposed to be like I think 15, and now it's bumped up to 18. I think. Yeah. Well, on the Nerdwatch page, I did put down that. Um, the the X Files thing is a very exciting. Um, f- first of all, Scully is still smoking. Um, even with that wig. Oh my gosh, even with that wig, smoking. <laughs> Especially with that wig. <laughs> smoking. Especially. Yeah. Um, we've and seen back to the alien abduction angle. They're not. They are. Not monster of the week. It's it's lore, which is so exciting. Which is very cool. Um, what's very interesting to me is is that Fox is really getting behind this, and I posted on the Facebook page, uh, the Nerdwatch page. For the next 201 days, starting starting tonight, July 7th, when we're recording this, every night until the beginning of the new series in January, they will be showing 200 and the whole 201 episodes of the X Files. So Wonderful. One now, X-Files is that with the movies night. along the way too, though? Because mm. they're very much a part of the whole lore. Yes, yes. They're going to throw it in there too. Yeah, that's that. I'm, I'm assuming that would be the smartest thing to do. You would I have mean, to. Not exactly two of the. Um, what is it? I, I want to believe. I want to believe. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't. I loved it until the ending, and I, I really took took out of me. It really took it out of me by the end of that. But yes, the very first X Files film should be part of that for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's the bridge between those two seasons. A- a- absolutely yeah. right. Um, but uh, getting them back, even for a limited series, excites me. I am a huge X Files fan. I mean, I, I without a doubt, I loved it. X. Uh, by the way, I think it's cool that Fox is doing this. But just to give you, a, you guys a bit of an idea. Um, 
they've remastered the first season of X-Files in HD and it's on Netflix. So now all the stuff that was in that 4x3 is now widescreen and it's been, it's been HD. It's, it looks really great. Cool. So if you ever wanted to see it. And they're working on the other uh, other seasons as well, which I can't wait for. Nice. But yes, if there's anything I'm excited for as far as television, it is the X-Files. I am I am excited about that. I think that that's... And I, and I think a limited series is the smartest way to go. Smart. Keeps, keeps the storytelling what much tighter. You don't... Yeah. Veer off into strange well, territory. You know, like I was saying, like uh, I have told Professor Barry and I've told Format before, is that what's awesome is is that I'm glad we're in the golden age of television because now we don't have to sit here and make 23 episodes of anything. Let's do 13 episodes. And what is, and what is X Files doing? X Files is cutting that 13 in half to what six or seven? That's it. And I, and I think that that's great. Why you know why run the well dry? It's a, it keeps everything exciting. And if it works, they can just sign up for another six. Exactly. Or At, beef that up too. Beef that up, or, or just say, hey, we're done, and that's it. It's just like uh, Breaking Bad or Hannibal. Thirteen episodes every season. That's it. We're done. And I think that that makes for more. That makes for too, better. Too many shows, like I said, too many TV shows run into that problem where they have to pad up their episodes. Yep. That's why you end up with episodes of Lost where you have to explain Jack's tattoo, which has nothing to do with anything else. Anything at all. Or, or, and I'm like, a Lost fan. No, but so am you I. end up with episodes like that where you, you know, just to pad 23 episodes, you start veering off into strange territory. Can I ask you, are you... Are oh, you we're going to get into Lost can, now? Uh-oh. Are you a fan of the ending? Yeah, I actually am. Really? I absolutely am. Even though, technically, this was the first show that really started internet buzz and really got the Twitterverse going... Is that remember that, that was the show that really got Twitter on its feet? I and, think if you're the kind of person that's hung up on the mysteries of that show, then yes, it's disappointing. Mm-hmm. But if you're the person that goes along with the emotional journey of the characters, I think it's satisfying. Inter- interesting, good point. I, I mean, I could see it on both ends of that argument, but for me, like you know, when you when you invest in a show, you really kind of do have a relationship with those characters in an odd way. Well, am I am I spoiling anything if I say if I tell the ending of it right now? For a show that's been, <laughs> I know for it like hasn't been aired in ages. I always, if you haven't seen all of Lost yet, stop listening. I <laughs> stop listening right now. I always thought this I, instead away. of them being dead. I always thought because that was the that was the that was the, the preconceived notion even before the movie. That was like in season two or three. That, that they thought about yeah. I always thought. And this is so weird to me, and I never brought it up. I always thought that these guys were in a, some kind of concentration camp, and they were being tortured. Okay. <laughs> Drew Goddard, the man that directed yes. Cabin in the Woods, as you know, mm-hmm. he was a writer on Lost. Yes. Something tells me mm-hmm. that what he probably had in mind for where Lost was going to head, mm-hmm. it's kind of close to what Cabin in the Woods was. Mm. The idea of people being manipulated. I have a funny Ooh. feeling... Yeah, because when I watched Cabin in the Woods, it had a very lost vibe from the start. Like, the idea of people showing up, yeah. unbe- you know, unbewildered to what's happening around them, and everything's manipulated. Right. And, when I, and by the way, maybe I used, I, missed, I, I used that phrase incorrectly. When I say concentration camp, I meant like they were part of a scientific experiment where they were all laying in bed, and they were all connected via memory or via, you know, you, you know what I mean? Sure. And they were being tortured in that respect, and they were looking at... Uh, see how much they can handle, man. Right, or something, something, even something ridiculous like that is what I was, you know, because all the, sure. all the man, mysteries... Man, we could go involved. off on Lost for 
podcasts. <laughs> we should probably veer back before we go <laughs> we way too off the rails. I'm just as curious, just as curious. Anyway. We can bring it up another time later. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, San Diego Comic-Con, uh, we are always excited. We will be reporting, not from Comic-Con, but we will be keeping you guys informed of it. Uh, we're gonna, we'll stay on top of all of the Comic-Con news that comes out. Um, I sure as heck hope that it's just not Comic-Con exclusive. I'd love to see that hit the internet the next morning. If there's trailers, if there's pictures, or what have you, that'd be fantastic. If you see movie trailers from all five of us, (laughs) and that is a leak of two. That's right. Just Just know we're all excited. (laughs) Then you you know why. You you know exactly why. From all five of us. (laughs) Just know that in about an hour... I'll delete them down to one. <laughs> but remember to watch them right away because a lot of times they're the leak. <laughs> oh, you know, that's a good point. San Diego Comic Con, there is a tendency to put up the leak stuff and then it'll probably get it within For two a while, hours. Gone. Batman vs. Superman footage, that's mm-hmm. all you could ever find was that one of those camcorders. And then Zack Snyder just said, screw it. Just put it out. They already saw it no, already. No, they didn't, actually. Was that the that footage where, right. where he's looking at with Spotlight? That was never officially released. Oh, not the Spotlight, but the, I thought the, 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 the trailer was. Yes. But that's that's that cool. footage of Sean Comic has never been officially released released mm. it, I'm, I'm i've never seen that footage by the way still. i used to have it on my phone sorry sir i think you can still find it though if you look I bet. Yeah, i'm sure you can pretty if i look for, if I at look this point enough. yeah i'm sure you can still find it all right san diego comic-con we'll be looking look for our updates uh throughout the week uh during the next few days of comic-con we'll be putting stuff Starting up right tomorrow yeah facebook.com slash the nerd watch now gentlemen uh moving on to more uh more interesting stuff anything else exciting coming out this week uh, anything uh, in the movies that... Uh... Yeah, I'm going to see Selfless because I love the director. Tarsem Singe did The Fall, one of my favorite films the last ten years. I thought it was a really bold and visually gorgeous and astounding movie. And he hasn't made anything good since, but fingers are always crossed. Wait a minute. He ve- he made the very underrated The Cell, in my opinion. You like The Cell? I, I, I don't, it's not that I like it. I think it was. I think it was such an interesting film for its time. It is. And I think that... I think that he does not get enough credit for making the cell because that could have been some typical ordinary yeah. serial killer movie. Might have been too movie. arty for people, and it was, and it was. But this also starred a very good Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah, yeah. So wait, wait, wait. Vincent D'Onofrio was not good at some point. Uh, well, he was not. He was good. great even in the trauma movie he did. Oh no, he was. I'm talking about his <laughs> latest turn as the as the villain in Jurassic Park. Uh, I'll leave that one alone. That's not good, but he's great as Kingpin. Oh yes, he is. He's great as Kingpin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people that would disagree with you, sir. There's a lot of there's a lot of hate coming the way of uh, for Kingpin. For Kingpin, really? Yeah. Is yeah. it because he's got what did they say? He's got Aspergers or something like so, that. Though they, they think he's uh, they they they. From what I understand, correct me if I'm wrong, format. Maybe you know. From what I understand, they don't think he's bold enough, strong enough. He wouldn't deal with the stuff. He's a little whiny, apparently. It's first season. Give him a couple more seasons. That's what I say. He's got to mature into the character. Yeah, man. Yes. We were talking about the cell, though, a minute ago. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Let's take it back to the cell. Right. I agree with you because uh, it's not one of my favorite films. But I'll tell you what, like, I agree with you. Out of all the post seven serial killer movies, it's one of the most interesting, especially compared to the Keanu Reeves serial killer movie that came out around the same time. Oh, The Watcher? The Watcher. The Watcher. Like, compare those two. I mean, oh my gosh, The Cell is really trying something bold and interesting, and The Watcher just did not work. Uh, listen, that's the only time we've seen Jennifer Lopez and Vince 
Vaughn paired together ever. And it'd be the only time we right. ever see them. That's and it's right. not a comedy. <laughs> I right. forgot Vince Vaughn was even in that. This yeah. back 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 before he did comedies. In fact, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he was he was taking serious turns. Yep. So anyway, back on track. We got um, you. Yeah, so go I want to see Selfless. I will see Selfless. selfless. And my uh, adorable little cousin Jack, who's just turning ten years old, I think I'm probably going to end up seeing Minions at some point. Oh, fantastic! You'll give us an update on the Minions. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not looking forward to it though. I mean. I feel like the trailer showed everything we could see. I feel Very like this much, is. Yeah. It looks so dumb. You should you, listen. You should move over when you say that because Gannon is a huge fan. So I'm I not like ashamed the, to say I love those minions. I man. like this. I like them in, in small doses, though. I mean, yeah. you know, I don't know if they can carry a whole movie. This this seems like I would agree. I would agree. Fall of, when you of, take the the best thing about a movie and you build a whole movie around that. Yeah, yeah I mean, how, how how often does that ever work? It's like the penguins in Madagascar. Like they're yeah. funny in little spurts, but mm-hmm. for a whole movie, yeah, I could I completely agree with that. I've never seen penguins. I've never seen Madagascar. I don't even know if they're good. Comedies or good cartoons. They're, they're all right. Good. Yeah, they're all right. Um, actually, the Penguins movie w- wasn't that bad. Really? Yeah. Wow. Interesting. All right. Maybe I'll take. I, I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I was going to. I heard that DreamWorks has a tendency to have more adult humor. As yes. Well. Yeah. Okay. The only spin-off movie I've liked over the last few years was Puss in Boots. I thought it was really funny, and I thought it was smart. Oh, getting... I did see that. That was good. That was good. I thought Antonio Banderas could that character and his performance could carry Antonio. that whole movie. Antonio. Yes. Antonio. Yes, it's very, it's very good. Bandaras. Very good. Um, and you're going to watch Minions and Selfless. I want I can't wait to hear about that. I swear I've seen Selfless before. Like, that whole plot. Oh, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is, is that yeah. a Twilight Zone episode? Absolutely. Or? There was a Frankenheimer oh, okay. movie called Seconds with Rock Hudson decades ago. But, I mean, it, there have been Twilight Zone episodes, Outer Limits. I mean, it's, oh, okay, it's kind okay. of an old It's an Familiar old premise. territory. Yeah, yeah. like... I keep seeing the trailers, and I'm like, I swear I've seen this before. <laughs> See, this, is, this is what format you asked <coughs> Professor Barry. Is this a, was this was this a plot of a silent movie? And then you <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't give him crap for that. <laughs> and then finally, we're getting a. Um, uh, we're getting a big film. And, uh, well, I shouldn't even say a big film, but that's not fair. I should say that it's a film that we'd never expect seeing during the summer that Gannon happens to be very excited for, The Gallows. Um, mm. I will say that it's interesting that they haven't revealed, uh, which is smart. There hasn't been any story. There hasn't been much of anything about this film. They're marketing this film like they did Paranormal Activity. Absolutely. That's exactly what I was going to say. So does that mean it's found footage? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. To the core. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, it, it is. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely intrigued with the gallows. But this is the exact marketing ploy that Paranormal Activity took, and it worked. So this could be something. This could be something. So if anything, they're going to dupe their audience into watching a movie that's just going to, you know, the same old horror movie you always see. But I'll go see it because right. I'll give any horror movie a chance. You have to. I still haven't seen *Seas Part 3, though. Strangely enough. Oh. I oh, still haven't seen it. I should have told you, gentlemen, that I watched the third chapter just the other night. Did you like it? Of what? I, uh, Insidious. Of Insidious chapter oh. three. The directorial debut of Lee Winnell, the writer. Yes. Right? Can I say that I didn't like the series? I never liked one, and I thought two was ridiculous. And then I watched three, and I thought that that was actually fairly good. What's interesting is is that if you watch those movies backwards, I could actually get into the series more. Hmm. Um, I don't know if that makes sense. Well, it's chronologically how the movies play anyway, right? Yeah. Three, then one, and two. Yeah, right. And it's interesting is is that I thought that the first film was comical by the by the end. The tone was a little 
It was yeah. a little disjointed a lot. Yeah, and I, by the way... The only Which is why I really love The Conjuring when that came out. That was, was that great. That was a very focused horror movie. Un- underrated. I think if you're not going for a humorous horror movie, but you keep trying to throw humor into it, but it's otherwise a very serious and somber film, how often that doesn't really work. I think that the comedy bits you have they put to embrace in, it. Well, the comedy bits they put in Insidious with those two ghost hunters, yeah, it's a bit quirky, too quirky for me, and yeah. I didn't, I didn't dig it a lot. They're in the third one, no, no, no shocker there, uh, but they're a lot better than they were in the other two. So, but I can see that I can actually like the other two better if I watch this one first and then watch the other two. So I watched it. I would have to say that I, I think, I think you're. Oh, for your review, I think you're absolutely right. I think it's a very scary film, uh, and it works um, on Scale quite it. a few levels. What's that? Scale it. Yeah. So I. How <laughs> many stars? I tell you what. I'm gonna I'm gonna be bold. I'm gonna say I'm gonna give it a three stars for me because for as much as I didn't like the other two, I'd give those like one and a half, maybe two. That last, the closing image made me jump out of my seat. Oh, yeah. That was a really frightening way to end it. That was great. And I have to say that I give him a lot of credit for doing that. And I, for, all, for all intents and purposes as well, this is fairly uh, – this is, this is a bloodless affair. Yeah. Very much so. It works on scares. And that's, and that's very, very smart. So uh, for that, I, uh, I give them credit for Insidious Chapter 3. And I think that this is where it should end anyway. It should just stop right here. That's it. And we don't need another Insidious. It doesn't need to be a saw, which – by the way, begs for another sequel, but that's just me because I'm such a fan. No, man, it's time, <laughs> the, it's time for the reboot. Oh, you want the reboot already? Reboot. Huh? Wow. I thought Jigsaw is the main guy, man. It's like you're struggling to keep him in that story. Yeah, that is true. Good when, point. When, you're, when your main villain dies in the third movie, spoilers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no. Then you desperately have to string him along in the trailers and flashbacks and strange ploys where he had accomplices. And, yeah. Well, there is one horror film, before we get off the horror film genre, there is one horror film that is already on streaming, and it'll hit uh, Blu-ray and DVD next week. According to Gannon, he, say it's the best, he says it's the best horror movie he's seen in quite some time. It Follows is out uh, streaming right now. So I am going to be streaming that. I had some trouble with my internet. I will be streaming that at home, and I hopefully will have a full report next week. So I'm very excited about It Follows. I watched the first five minutes of that, and I was, I, I was mad. My internet wasn't working properly. Very upset. So that five, it draws you in really quickly. It does Very really quickly. quick. Doesn't take doesn't take a long time to get you going. Not at all. It just it, you. I'm telling you guys. I think even if you're not a horror film fan, this film is something that I cannot wait to finish. Because oh, no context too, by the way. You have absolutely no context. I have zero yeah. context. And you're you're drawn in already. Yeah, uh, I cannot wait to watch the rest of it. Follows anything else? Anybody watching at home? Uh, anything else that's come out that anybody? Uh... Well, Maggie comes out on DVD on the seventh, and uh, I, th- I think it's one of the best films of the year. I think it's one of wait, the biggest today surprises. Is the yeah, I think being the fourteenth. Is it the fourteenth? Next Tuesday. Next week. Next week, Tuesday, the fourteenth. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay. is Maggie the seventh? It's today. I think it's today. Was it today? Was it? No. That would be Tuesday, well, right? Well, if, if we go out to Target and find it, folks, we'll let you know. <laughs> uh, all, all you're saying is is that regardless, we should be watching it. Definitely need to see it, yeah. Okay, I have not seen it yet be, just just because I'm, uh, I am didn't have the time to watch it as of yet. Uh, Maggie is officially out uh, today. Oh, it is today. It is today? Oh, yep, boom. It's today. Bingo. So uh, we, you can see him out in the theaters. <laughs> it is Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic! So, For those uh, not with us, yeah. uh, Professor Barry just Check kept his phone. checking his phone and <laughs> he called up his calendar. 
<laughs> I was wondering why his special edition of Maggie hasn't hasn't come in yet. <laughs> hasn't arrived from Amazon.com. I gotcha. I gotcha. But yeah, it is today. So uh, yeah. yeah, so we should watch it. It's one of my favorite films of the year. I think, uh, you know, we, we talked about the expectations for the movie versus what it is. It's a really beautiful film. It, it is a creepy film. It delivers in terms of being a zombie movie at first, but then it goes so much more than that. It's a really emotional film. And yes, Schwarzenegger really delivers a great performance. Abigail Breslin is terrific. It's a very different film for the zombie genre. And I think it's a... It's one of those necessary films that kind of show what the genre is capable of, not just the, the, the typical stuff that we see. Can I make a mention of two things that came out today? Um, uh, just special mention. Two movies came out on Blu-ray today. One, Robot Jocks. Yeah! Stuart Gordon. Yes, uh, from 1980. 1990. 1990. 
Go. Well, what are the odds? Oh. What are the odds of that? Well, that for all the Tarsum Singe fans out there. <laughs> point A and point B, That's sir. right. Today That's is just... your day, sir. Things are connecting. Mavs. It's all connecting. Anyway, gentlemen, <laughs> uh, we, I think we've come to an end of another uh, exciting episode. Hot sizzling episode of the Nerd Watch. <laughs> triple XL all. episode. The triple XL episode. It was. It got a little hot in here. It was crazy. We had fun, didn't we? <laughs> we always do. Yeah. Your your magic mic. Uh, we managed to make it through this whole thing without with all our clothes still on. Yeah, we I did. Know. Oh. I know. It was it was hot, sir. But you know, I, it, it was. I almost took my shirt off, but I left it on just because. It's all good. We weren't playing any music. That's no, you, did, you just know where that goes. That's why. <laughs> Absolutely. So. Th- Make sure that you guys follow us on uh, Facebook.com slash NerdWatch. You can also follow us on Twitter. It is uh, at NerdWatchNation. Uh, and uh, make sure you guys stay tuned because we're going to be giving you updates to the San Diego Comic-Con. And then, uh, uh, of course, Format will be monitoring for multiple posts just in case, <laughs> which is always good. <laughs> so uh, we'll be putting some stuff up. But- by the way, uh, something I didn't mention, I will mention because we saw The Simpsons on. Uh, it's nice to hear that Harry Shearer will be back yeah, for The Simpsons. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yes, nice, <laughs> nice work. I, I'm, I'm very surprised. Uh, was it? I wonder if it was a ploy on his part to get more money. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, it had no to be. Doubt. Had to be. Because he knows he can't afford to lose the amount of characters he does. No right? way. No. Not, not, n- no way. Especially his talent. So yeah, yeah. he doesn't. He doesn't do throwaway characters on that show. No, no. I mean, aren't, there aren't any throwaway characters on nope. that show. No, not 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 yeah. not at all. Not at all. You got to keep that momentum going for sure. So, uh, congratulations to Harry Shearer for, uh, for, for, getting, your, for getting your paycheck. Getting your paycheck, sir. <laughs> Way to go, sir. For for well, doing a little muslin of well played, <laughs> well played indeed. <laughs> you truly are, sir, Mr. Burns. He pulled a David Lynch. <laughs> he did. That's right. what he did. He right. certainly did. Now I'm gonna walk. So you don't want to pay me? I'm gonna leave and then make everybody complain about it. <laughs> yeah, and so, then you're going to have to pay me yeah. what I want. <laughs> you know what I do in the show? You all can suck it. So, <laughs> you can already see that. I'm happen. sure Dan Castanella is like, damn it, I should have did that too. It's like, now i got to do that. <laughs> That's awesome. How much longer is Simpsons going? At, what is it, 23 years now? 23 seasons Well, now? did they re-up for... Oh, no, they, they didn't. They, they re-up for a few more years. Yeah, I think it was well, another... Premier in 89. Right, I think it was another three years that they up for, I Does think. that count the Tracy Ullman show? I would, I would say it, it should. should. Yeah, I would. I would. Man, that's a long time. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. ten, I think. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't want to get seven. into what that means. Wow, that means a lot. Yeah. We'll what were you like? Thirty. <laughs> Easily. <laughs> Easily. Thirty-two. Easily. <laughs> anyway, uh, gentlemen, thanks for uh, coming today. Listen, exciting news. Uh, Coming up on the Nerd Watch, we'll let you know more when we get information. We'll be broadcasting from uh, a radio station here on the lovely island of Maui. Uh, we'll still be doing the podcast. So don't worry, that's not going anywhere. The expertise of Gannon, Format, and Professor Berry will be here, uh, as well as myself, uh, trying to uh, to uh, rally this uh, this bunch of uh, nerd culture dudes. As this it were. caravan of courage, caravan, as it was. As, as it nice. were. Hoorah! Hoorah! Good job. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, have a lovely week. Keep up to date with San Diego Comic-Con with the Nerd Watch. We will be doing that for sure. It'll be a lot of fun. Gentlemen, anything you'd like to add before we get the heck out of here? That's a no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Alika. Yo. Sir, thanks for having us here at the Maui Comics and Collectibles. <laughs> 
Come down every single Wednesday uh, for Mommy Comics and Collectibles. It is new comic book Wednesday. And um, the new Overstreet Price Guides are out. Ooh. Annual price guide, of which I write a report in there. So if you want to be bored, nice. Oh, oh, only, awesome. And by the way, only the important people get into the Overstreet guide. By the way, yeah. See, like, I'm the only guy in Hawaii, so I must be pretty. Hey, it's <laughs> nice. It's <laughs> pretty nice. I'm awesome. the only guy who tried. Very prestigious. Yeah. So um, Maui Comics and Collectibles is where you want to be. Check them out. Every single week, every comic book Wednesday, it's new comic book Wednesday. Matter of fact, Format picked up a whole bunch of G1 Transformers comics. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'll be picking up the rest of them soon enough. (laughs) Fantastic. We're out of time, ladies and gentlemen. Until next week, more information on the way coming from the Nerd Watch. Peace out. Much love and most assuredly, always stay nerdy for Format, Gannon, and Professor Barry. I am G Money. Have a wonderful week. And until then, we say to you, Aloha. Aloha.